Well, hey, welcome to another episode of Drinking and Thinking. So good to have you along. Uh, this is a weekly show with good drinks and even better thinks. And so if you are new here, welcome. It's good to have you. Uh, every single week, we release an episode where a group of us get together, have a cocktail, either an alcoholic or a non-alcoholic version, and simply talk about things going on in life, questions we have, theology, all those sorts of things from a Christian perspective. So uh, if you have not done so already, we'd love if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. There's also a whole visual element to this show as well. We post all these videos on our YouTube channel of the same name, Drinking and Thinking. So if you want to see what we look like, see how to make the drink, just kind of get some visual to go along with the audio, uh, go over there, subscribe to the channel, like, comment, all that sort of stuff. We would love if you would share this podcast or the YouTube channel with your friends, family members, coworkers, whoever it might be. Uh, you can also find the recipe for today's drink, the Boston Sour, on our website, letsdrinkandthink.com. You can send us questions, uh, drink suggestions, anything like that to our email, hello at letsdrinkandthink.com. And of course, be sure and follow us on social media. We are wherever you are. So at Let's Drink Think. Today in the conversation, we've got a good friend, Ben Gertz, with us, and we just dive into kind of the evidence for Christianity from our own stories. What led us to believe that Christianity was real and was true? So anyway, grab something cold and stick around for the conversation. You're supposed to have like a, a lot of that sour come through. Obviously, the whiskey sour, pasta sour. I'm definitely getting the sour come through. And I mean, if I do say so myself, <laughs> the froth on this is quite perfect. Mm. So, is there a purpose to it besides it looks like that? Yeah, it kind of adds that creamier texture. It kind of, like, like Chris said in the beginning, kind of helps bring down some of the attack yeah. of the spirit in the drink. I mean, that was Granted. a very musical uh, or musicians like <laughs> answer to that question. The we attack was really high. The gain is a little bit too hot. So we smoothed it out with a little bit yeah. of bass. Of course, we don't have real spirits in ours. These are the non-alcoholic mm -hmm. versions mm -hmm. because uh, every time, whether you've got religious convictions, health convictions, sobriety, whatever, we've got two options for everybody. So this is the Boston Sour. Ben, what do you think? Man, Chris, you did a good job. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. Oh, nice. You don't have to love it. So if you got real good feedback, that's cool too. That's that's the honest <laughs> feedback. Is it okay? Yeah. Is this something you would order if you went out? Somewhere? That was the first part of the sandwich, actually. <laughs> the, 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 oh, that's <laughs> a little tie back to the pre-show yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, no, it's great. You did a good job. Uh, again, I'm really getting just a lot of sweetness. We should figure out how to add some bite to the NA options. Yeah, that's a good point. We should, I don't know how to do that, but we should figure it out. Hmm. I wonder because um, the one way that I've done it a few times is to add a little bit of bitters on the top because you get this like floral nose um, to it. You might want to just throw just one dash on there just I'm to go see. Ahead and do that. We're gonna we're gonna update this. Oh. That was four dashes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> potato potato. <laughs> so to me, never having one before. What? It, 
This is wow! I can't believe it. Wow! I'm so surprised. Every episode we've done, Kevin's like, I don't know what. Like, is it whiskey on the rocks? Because I'm familiar with. I've never heard of a mint julep. If it's it's anything besides Jack and Coke, yeah, yeah, you. I mean, don't fix it if it ain't broke. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Ben, you ever? I, I'm uh, I'm unfortunate. I'm in the same boat as you. Okay. Mm. I'm new to a lot of the mixed drinks as well. Okay. New or you've never even heard of such a thing? I've never even heard of such <laughs> okay. a thing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. We Cheers. are on currently let me, let me however many you, uh, episode streak of just <laughs> no, let me, let me crazy see my, people's my cocktail critique. virginity. Yes. My critique from not knowing what to expect. <laughs> There is no sour at all. Let what? me critique something I have no idea right. about. I'm just going to tell you, you from a virgin standpoint <laughs> uh, what it tastes like. Okay. It tastes very bland. There's no sour bland. whatsoever. You're not tasting any sour? Yeah, I got None. a hard no, 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 no. with that. Mine is, mine is no, sour. No. Yeah. Don't listen to him. And there's too much egg. <laughs> How's your taste bud? <laughs> we need too much egg. We didn't scramble it. I mean... <laughs> Okay, everything he just said, yeah. I'm going to interject and say is totally and completely wrong. The sour. Are you getting the liquid I or are you just, just getting the straight froth? <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting the foam. You got to wait till you get the liquid in there. Am too. I, what am I supposed to be doing here? You, How about when do you eat these? That <laughs> looks good. Like Those are actually plastic. So you want you to eat that. Really? No, no you can no, eat it towards the end. Yeah, the cherries are well, great. What, You've what had is, the cherries before. You really like those. When is the proper time? To eat these. Whenever you choose. Anytime you want. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and dump mine in just so there's a little bit of... Frothiness. Frothiness on there. So what's interesting is uh, my first experience with a whiskey sour was in college. And I was illegal drinking age, let's say. And uh, every bar that you could... Let's say. (laughs) Every bar that you could get into, like whiskey sours were the thing. But what it was is like almost like margarita mix thrown in oh, with like a cheap whiskey yeah and so when i initially started like making a whiskey sour this way i was like mm, that doesn't seem right <laughs> <laughs> the glass seems a little too uppity where's the plastic cup <laughs> where's like the fancy solo no this is uh this is very good this is a good balance of i'm sorry i'm just going to disagree with you again yeah. this is a good balance <laughs> peel I'm, I'm, I'm sucking on it I love this podcast with Kevin. This is amazing. This is the best part of the show right here. This is like watching a toddler like (laughs) figure out how to work an iPhone. Wait a minute. How do you walk? (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is this very I can't speak to your guys the alcoholic one, but the NA version is very balanced, uh, other than missing kind of the bite of the spirit. Sure. It's got a lot of good flavor and so uh I would recommend highly everybody trying this drink out for themselves. So, well, well let me ask you because you really like of all the drinks we have made on this show, you've re- uh, thought the paper plane was the best in a mm-hmm. drink, correct? Mm-hmm. Would you say this is better? This is yes. Wow, this okay. is better because of the balance. So, I'm a mm-hmm. big sucker for lime, so that's why I really like uh, that paper plane and the fresh lime. Yeah, but this is a much more balanced drink, mm-hmm. and so this is uh, this is. So far, anyway, my new favorite. Yeah, I, I think the egg, A, it elevates the drink. We always talk about mm-hmm. elevating the cocktail. It can really, mm-hmm. if you're hosting events, it can really uh, create a little bit more interest in the drink itself. Yep. But it's not that hard. I mean, you no. do it a couple times no. and you feel pretty comfortable yeah. doing it. This is, this, is, this is a relative, it seems intimidating at first, yeah. 
but it is really a relatively easy drink to make. So, right. um, hey, before we jump into the conversation, I just want to mention uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to our podcast, uh, just be sure and subscribe, uh, leave a comment, write a review, share it with all your friends. Um, if Again, if you want the recipe for how to make this drink, you can find that on our website, letsdrinkandthink.com. Um, that's where you can submit recipes mm-hmm. as well. And then, of course, follow us on whatever social platform you're on. We're there too at Let's Drink Things. So anyway, um, so here's the deal. We all know if, if you're listening or watching, four of us are all Christian guys. Um, we have been for quite some time. Some of us more than others. Grandpa Kevin. Just old. Just Okay, just old <laughs> sake. Uh, but what is the evidence for Christianity? Why do we believe what we believe? Um, in kind of the, the Christian circles, this is called apologetics, if you want to get to the real technical definition of defending your faith and why you believe what you believe. But I just thought we kind of talk about it because I'm sure we all have a little bit different story of becoming a Christian and kind of what brought that about and what, what made it, what made Christianity real, believable, how do you defend your faith? All that sort of stuff. So, and you know, I just want to add before we discuss this that I, I believe most people have made their mind up on Christianity one way or the other mm-hmm. without looking into some legitimate facts. To look into the facts. I love what Lee Strobel said, an author, and he said, "You know what? I, I set out to disprove Christianity, but one thing I promised myself: I will follow where the evidence leads." Mm-hmm. And I think if if more of us in America and our culture would honestly follow where the evidence leads, I think most of us would discover. So yes, I, it's a great topic because there are a lot of evidences and a lot oh, of proofs for sure for Christianity. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Uh, ben, you're the guest on the show. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for being here. Glad it's to good, be here. Good to have you. Uh, you want to you want to start us off? Yeah, newbie. Well, Guest, no pressure. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> None at all. Just gonna let it hey, rip. Yeah, have a drink. Hey, have a drink first. Eat the mic Cheers, a little more, yeah. and uh, you'll be good to go. So, sounds good. Uh, yeah, I guess to answer your first question, or just like what, maybe where my in my story or journey, like what was the evidence for Christianity? Because mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a Christian household with Christian parents, and was uh, I guess I would have probably called myself Christian up until about early college, and at that point would have uh, then probably said I was an atheist and then kind of went that route. But uh, yeah, I guess for me, though, what was the big deal was there was a, there was a lot of intellectual debate and a lot of things that kind of brought me around to finding facts and searching for Christian, like for if there is a God and what that may mean. But I suppose the biggest evidence was really experiential. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it started with a lot of apologetics and a lot of just like, is there a God and looking through the different arguments of that. And then uh, if there is, which I obviously believed at that point that there was, then what does that mean for the different religions? Like, how does Christianity separate from uh, Islam or anything mm-hmm. else? Yeah. And then looking at evidence for the Bible and uh, the prophecies are a big weight for things like that. And then eventually yeah. kind of came to my own determination that Christianity was uh, was the answer. What so. you grew up with and turned away from yep. was actually true. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was like probably like an identity thing, you know, because when you grow up with parents that are teaching you Christianity, Mm -hmm. at some point, it was probably almost even a healthy thing to really, it wasn't, 
in retrospect, you know, I probably would have said I was an atheist, but really it was like I was challenging the assumptions I grew up with so, to see what do I really believe. When you were going through this deconstruction wasn't a term yet, but <laughs> no, it would you say that's what it was? Yeah, I guess. That's kind of like a loaded term because it sounds like you're destroying something. <laughs> There's a lot right? of baggage but, with that. Yeah, but the reality was just do I really believe the things I claim to believe and yep. had to just kind of go down a path of determining that for myself. You know, I think there's a lot a, a lot of reason for that and you're not the only one that go through that mm-hmm. experience, but I think one of the, the biggest faults that that Christian churches and Christian families do is say this is what you should believe but never explain why. Yeah. You just don't get the why. And and I run into Christians even today. I mean, Christian people who couldn't tell you why they believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. I just believe it. Well, why? We yeah. should all be able to defend. Right. Why do I believe what I believe? And sometimes it's so simple as just, well, that's what the Bible says. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if I don't believe in the Bible, right. you got to go deeper mm-hmm. than that then. Yep. Because, I mean, that's like saying for us, well, that's what the Quran says. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked, I didn't care what the Quran right. said. That's yeah. not what I believe. That's mm-hmm. not how I align my worldviews. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, interesting because you and I have talked a little bit about this, but I mean, how long was that period for you? Because you said right around college, you, you kind of started not just turning away, but as you said, it was probably like seven years. This okay. wasn't like a quick deal, two week sort of getaway. <laughs> yeah, like, exploration. It, was, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of like, ad, you know, things that kind of summated over time to mm-hmm. my eventual like, you know, uh, I guess reconversion to Christianity or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I, I would just say more of like becoming aware of my relationship with God. God, you know, but. well, and I, I don't mean to interrupt from the atheist piece because you mentioned that. I don't think I've ever heard you even describe yourself in that uh, point of your life that way. Was it something where you were actively trying to like almost get away from that belief system to what you grew up in actively, or is it something you just kind of fell out of? No, yeah, it was. I think it's easier to answer it in retrospect because I would mm-hmm. I would argue at the time, you know, I was involved in like. Uh, a group of people in a university that had values that were very different. So I think I, it was probably a product of uh, not just the environment, but like the people I was around. And then also just kind of at the same time, like, you know, it was the first time I had freedom in my life. And I was like, I kind of just want to like <laughs> not go to church for once. I've been going seven days a week for 20 years, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and just kind of did that whole thing myself. And then just, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like an active, like rebellion against God of some sort. It was more of just like, yeah, I don't really know what the deal is with all that stuff. And I was around a lot of intelligent people and I think it just kind of felt more like I fit in to sort of go down those rabbit holes of it, you know, atheism, I guess. But right. So when you were when you were taking an honest look at it and really uh, being honest with yourself, following the evidence, looking at that, could you say, uh, just to help other people maybe in the same spot, can you name off uh, maybe one, two, or three of the the main evidences that kind of got you to say, I really can't run from this. And you mentioned other religions. And we know that, you know, the three major religions all have the same history. And mm-hmm. we, we all come from the same God and Abraham and, you know, kind of that whole Old Testament thing. Uh, but the God itself, is, is there a God, that kind of thing? Can you point back to anything that really was proof for you? Yeah, definitely. So there was two pieces that were more intellectual and then one that was more personal, I think, evidence. But uh, definitely like the theological argument was probably the biggest one for mm-hmm. me. The whole, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of like constants in creation that mm-hmm. are so fine-tuned that the probability of not having a creator is mm-hmm. extremely unlikely. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was like a big one for me because my initial problem wasn't, is Christianity true? It was just, is or is there not a God? Mm-hmm. And I sure. think that right. at least kind of alleviates mm-hmm. that. And then the next 
you know, I think the natural progression is then, okay, if there is God, then which one of these religions that are like claiming to know the right God, they're the real one. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where biblical evidence and archeological evidence has really supported uh, the Bible. And when I mean biblical evidence, I mean like prophecy and yeah, things like sure. that, that have yeah. predicted Jesus Christ are, those mm -hmm. are like the big things. And then the third and final thing was really the first time I think I had a real like experience or encounter uh, with God. And that was, there's only been a, a, maybe a few in my life that were like very powerful moments, but that mm -hmm. was certainly one of them coming to that uh, mm -hmm. uh, like conclusion of Christianity. And just mm -hmm. that, I think the experience is sort of in the same way, you know, testimonies are valid in court. I think in some regards, when we have testimonies of our own faith, those are valid for evidence of God as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that term testimony sometimes is a little bit um, off-putting to some Christians or former mm -hmm. Christians a lot too. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's kind of like what, what we talked about in uh, another episode, sin. Like, what is mm -hmm. sin? And kind of the word itself sometimes gets taken advantage of. But yep. did you, uh, I was curious about this, and you kind of led to it. Did you kind of just find yourself almost, um, just almost kind of having a, no, a new testimony for yourself in your walk in, in faith in God? Because you grew up a Christian, so I assume you had a great belief personally before that. And then at some point faded away. And then was it like a re... Or would you say you had a faith before or was it just the faith of your parents? Oh yeah, I, I would, yeah, that's the direction I would okay. have gone with it probably is it was more of like an inherited belief system that, uh, you know, like you're just kind of taught like believe this or bad things happen is kind mm -hmm. of how, I, that's not what I was taught to be clear, but like that's just how my, like right. that's how I rationalized mm -hmm. it. But uh, yeah, so I think that at the time though, when I was younger, I probably would have like, you know, because I remember like saying like the prayer of salvation stuff when I was five, you yeah. know, in Hawaii mm -hmm. on the couch with my brother leading me in the prayer. <laughs> like how valid is that for my faith? Like what a cool family, by the way. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that is probably the most peculiar thing, because I grew up with a dad who did teach me the why and who really I mean, I was lucky with a family that taught yeah. me those things. But for some reason, uh, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's like a coming of age thing, sort of like at some point you got to mm -hmm. just like evaluate what it is you believe. And that's mm -hmm. kind of why I'm interested in apologetics, because it really mm -hmm. is like you were saying, too, we ought to almost question the things and study the things in which we believe so we can defend them and know yeah. why we do it. Absolutely. Not just because somebody told me. Or like yeah. following I want to know blindly. where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes important. your faith stronger. Yep. Yeah. When you dig yeah. in, Yeah, I and, feel and so should. much more confident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. In what I believe, I cannot just give you an answer. I can tell you why I'm giving you yeah, that answer. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I just think it's so important, so important. I think it's almost a must. What you're alluding to or saying, I think it's very important for anyone who's brought up in a Christian home to come to a place where. So now, what's my belief going to be? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying I don't believe what my parents said, but now I need my belief, mm -hmm. and I need to know why I'm choosing this. What would What would you guys say? And then I'll. I'll end with mine too, but you know, he kind of shared some of his reasons mm -hmm. like what in your story, what are mm -hmm. kind of, you know, the top one or two mm -hmm. evidences for you that Christianity yeah. is real. Jesus is who he said he is. Mm -hmm. You can trust the Bible more than just mm -hmm. you grew up. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, right. yeah, I think personally for me, cause I did not grow up a Christian. Right. So for me, it was, um, it was definitely emotional that then led to spiritual growth with inside of it and then a relationship. So it was not like a quick thing that just mm -hmm. happened. It was something I was almost resistant against um, and then ended up falling into just a good close relationship with over kind of that struggle of getting to that point. And so for me, it's that emotion and then just a relationship side. And then secondarily, you know, the thing I always look at, it's like, 
you know, we talk about the world religions. You brought that up. And the first thing I think about, it's like everybody in every major world religion understands that Jesus walked this earth. Like yep. they talk about it. Yep. They talk about the miracles. It's, they talk about the amazing things he did. ignorant to not believe that Jesus Correct. was a real person. A- absolutely. Yep. I, I don't think anybody with any kind of credibility would yeah. say yeah, that. I totally agree. Yeah. I think people say that from time to time, but they're just yeah, not they looking into the saying, evidence. Right. Yeah. 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 And so whether you're, you're purely looking at science, historical facts, or just through world religions of what was written about, uh, amazing uh, events took place in and around Jesus, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed son of God. Mm-hmm. But that we just decide, nope, <laughs> everything up until that point, we're absolutely believing in, we see as fact. Uh, yeah. But up until that point, nope, no, no, no. I can't Every, go that yeah, far. Yeah, I can't go that far. So to me, it's yeah. like, okay, enough uh, individuals were talking about it at the time, enough people were looking at the what was going on in that period of time, a relatively short period of time, mm-hmm. over 2,000 years ago, that was really embedded in history. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, followed up by the other major world religions and followed from years and years mm-hmm. uh, into the future. But I, I just can't not think, wow, how cool of an impact must that have been to be written across history? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think about absolutely. like, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, before you go, I'm just going to jump. Cause that's mine right there. You know, I, I, I put my trust in Jesus when I was in high school and same sort of story. It was yeah. very much an emotional sort of decision, probably more than anything else. <laughs> uh, that then led into some spiritual growth, but I would say within about the last decade, not real, you know, deep, phd level uh research have i done okay so like history channel history <laughs> channel and a tlc is about the extent of it no but when you look at everybody believes that jesus was here mm-hmm. right now what we do with that is where we split off but when you look at how many um copies of the documents that there are in the new testament mm-hmm. compared to anything else of that time period that we believe and trust in is this really happened. I mean, we're talking about in the tens of thousands of copies of this stuff compared to one or two right. of, you know, non-scriptural sort of texts that were copied. Um, and, and like you brought up the proximity in which they were written to the life of Jesus yeah. where, you know, look, Paul's Paul's letter, first Corinthians or his letter Galatians written within just about two decades of after Jesus mm-hmm. died, rose again, ascended into heaven when eyewitnesses still would have been living mm-hmm. to refute what Paul wrote had it not been real. Right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And the amount of martyrs that went to their grave claiming Jesus is who he said he is. When you take all of that together, I, I say this all the time, but anybody who predicts their own death and resurrection and then pulls it off yeah. to me, I'm just going with that. Like that is enough evidence for me. Everything else in the Bible that I, that I might struggle with or wonder, you know, is, is, uh, is the earth billions of years old or is it young earth? 6,000 years to me. I don't care about that stuff. Um, I know like Ken Ham and Bill Nye debated a couple years ago and Jeez. I just thought like it was embarrassing. It was watch. so embarrassing because Ken Ham, the Christian guy, should have argued for a designer, yep. not such a narrow, specific, young earth, 6,000 years. Like He yeah. absolutely got schooled by Bill Nye, and yeah. I just felt horrible. But when you take all everything in the Bible, then lines up for me because Jesus clearly had a scriptural, this is God's truth view of Old Testament, mm-hmm. and everything written in the New Testament is about Jesus and how that applies to our lives yeah. now today. And so to me, to me, that's that's where I land on 
why Christianity, why Jesus, there is way too much historical evidence to ignore otherwise. Mm. You know? I would agree with everything you guys said. I, I think one of the biggest things is, is to be honest with ourselves, I really believe this, and if you're watching this and you fall into this, just really question yourself. I believe that most people don't believe because they don't want to believe. Uh, if if you get past the I don't want to believe, I think it's pretty easy to believe. Uh, I would uh, support everything you guys said. The, the Bible, the prophecy of the Old Testament and when it was written to the things Jesus actually did. How could anybody? That is that is astronomically impossible mm -hmm. but he did and it was recorded though take the bible out the roman history and archaeology that proves the things that were written in the bible is mm -hmm. you you have to say i don't want to believe it because it's evidence you just have to believe but yep. for me what started that was this idea of purpose because uh, i know that in school you know we're taught a whole you know the evolution thing and i struggle with the fact of if that's true then i have no purpose absolutely there is no purpose for me being alive your chance and it the can universe be, doesn't care about you no what, what what there is there is no purpose there's no absolutes there there is no right and wrong there and, and to me that's just not worth living i mean really it got to that point where it's just why would you live without purpose i'm gonna enjoy a day and then be dead forever you know it, it to me it <laughs> didn't it was a search for purpose and it really went into that huge difference between evolution and creation by a creator this this incredible design and i think even from darwin himself you know admitting some of the flaws in his thing uh one of them was just the lack of the lack of the the skeletal evidence of this transformation he himself said if this really happened why is there no skeletal evidence right. of it there's yeah. just none and like that's a straight what I, you know that's hard to believe when there's no evidence and I think every time science has tried to prove, every time they've tested evolution, it has always failed. M Never. Macro evolution. Yes, we macro. should We should specify oh, yeah, that. Sure, because micro, micro evolution you happens. You know, you've got every day. rabbits yeah. in the north that yeah. transition yeah. from brown fur in the summer but, to but white. But birds don't turn into turkey. No, they do. That is a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> birds also turn into babies. Okay, they don't go into alligators. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and then nobody can answer the question. Nobody ever has been able to answer the question, where did this all start from? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the big question. Although we have a source that seems to be tested and it seems to be uh, reliable, that says. Mm -hmm. And can we understand every bit of it? No. Some of it, honestly, even yeah. I've, been a, I've been a Christian for a long time. And uh, don't ask me how old the earth is. I have no idea. We, you and I were discussing something the other day. How long were Adam and Eve outside the garden? How long were they alive before they were placed in the garden? Was yeah. it 2,000 years? Who knows? Well, we don't know. Right. I don't care to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> that has nothing to do with my faith. <laughs> there is enough evidence of everything else mm -hmm. that I, I came to a point where I would honestly have to purposely reject this. Yeah. To be honest with myself, I couldn't possibly reject it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Would you would you guys say you discovered all of that like on your own through your own process or were there other people like did did you um, did you get won over to Christianity by other people presenting some of this evidence to you? I got won over to the Jesus is the savior by somebody presenting that to me. 
believing in Jesus wasn't, he was a historical fact. Sure, yeah. But Jesus, believing in Jesus was different for me than understanding why he died, mm-hmm. the sacrifice, and I deserved it. That, that somebody had to reveal to me or tell me, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, obviously, I, I learned everything from books and other people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's where somebody actually came to me and convinced but me. But I mean, no, nobody, we weren't, we were, you know, my story is kind of similar to you. I yeah, didn't yeah. grow up in a yep. Christian household. Nobody just met me on the street one day and were like, hey, have you heard about the teleological argument and how these, uh, you know, three numbers of math all line up all throughout the cosmos? Like, that didn't yes, work? I did. Now I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess in that vein, like the intellectual argument didn't just, there wasn't like someone presented that argument. And I was just like, oh, now I believe in Jesus and experienced him in a relationship. <laughs> but I think that was certain for me, that was certainly what? like the door opening was the intellectual piece. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe there is a God and what's the evidence for this? And then the experience of a relationship was really like the solidification of everything. Mm. But yeah, yeah, generally speaking, uh, yeah, no, I guess. Like if <laughs> someone just presented that, it would be as about as effective as people that are preaching hellfire brimstone with signs about mm-hmm. things. Yeah. There's some of those in our city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just anybody on a yeah. corner with a sign. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Not how many times way. somebody told me, God loves you? Uh, and honestly, in my head, I never, I wasn't that rude, but in my head it's, oh, I don't care. I mean, yeah. does he have to? This one really got me over and over again. People would say, Jesus died for you, and this is honest truth. I thought, what are you going to do that for? Yeah, you know, I didn't ask him to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't even or know him. Like yeah. one answer I actually heard once when somebody said uh, Jesus loves you, they said, "Well, I don't even love myself, so why does that matter?" Yeah, and it's like, golly, yeah. Like, yeah. Somebody left on my desk one time. Jesus loves you. Everyone else thinks you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna need that back. By the way, <laughs> I was wondering. My new pastor that. needs it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! That's oh, amazing. Man. Uh, that's interesting. I, I never knew that about. I mean, I knew kind of the background of your story, kind of coming up just from our interactions. But I, uh, I think it's interesting the way you found yourself back in in faith and really in a much stronger way. It seems like too. Yep. Yeah, it's my sure. faith now, not my dad's or my mom's. Right. You know. Yeah. So uh, this is interesting for me because I knew you since you were five years old. Yeah. And uh, when your dad and mom both kind of shared with me that they were praying for you, I thought, why? What's wrong? What? Well, he's kind of, what? Really? That was a shock for me. To hear yeah. that you were kind of... You mean the little shepherd boy in yeah, the plays yeah. we had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen some pictures yeah. of you and your twin brother that... Uh, <laughs> I could certainly use for blackmail sometimes, so just uh, <laughs> you could. It's it's full of, yeah. It's full of, there's there's some shame inducing pictures. I think they're still on my mom's like Facebook page too, and that thing's like ingrained now. You yeah, know, like, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yep. It's like, oh gosh. Oh man, that's yep. funny. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Ben, thanks for being on an episode. Thanks yeah, for having me. Good to have you. Thanks for sharing some of your crazy. story. Uh, Final thoughts on the uh, Boston Sour? A plus, I, I finished a plus? mine a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I was watching you. You like, yeah, I got it. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, if I ever make this for me personally, I'm going to double the size yeah, yeah. and just double the recipe because yep. this, this was done way too quickly. Yeah, these are four inch glasses. We could definitely boost it to an eight ounce next time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Get the oversized. We're going to use a Tom Collins glass yeah. next time and just go to town. Oh, that is awesome. the phrase. Who's Tom? Go to yeah. town. 
It's a glasses type it's of glass. A, yeah, I mean, it's a this, drink technically. No, no, this, you know what? Sometime <laughs> in a future episode, we'll do a Tom Collins. How about that? Yep. Hey, uh, well, uh, if you've stuck around this long, thanks. You made it. Gold star for you. Uh, be sure and subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you have a drink recipe that you would like us to try, we are always open to suggestions. So you can send us an email to hello at letsdrinkandthink.com. And uh, we'd love to get that. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to be a guest here, yeah. like Ben is, uh, if you'd be like fantastic, to, let us know. Yeah, if you'd like to be a guest, hit us up. If you'd like to be a sponsor for the show, mm-hmm. definitely hit us up. <laughs> we are waiting for your sponsorship dollars. Or whatever else you want to sponsor or, yeah, us yeah, with. Yeah. I won't turn anything away. High fives so. will be fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> won't get us very far to the next episode, but... Would a high five be like 5,000? Sure. That's what we we're will, calling it from now on. We will take that. That's a high five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Be sure and follow us on the socials at Let's Drink Think, and uh, we will catch you next time for another episode. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.